Hey guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, so welcome to the stream. I am Bill, I'm that beauty gamer, and we have Jasmine here who is a streamer from uh, America, Los Angeles to be more exact. And uh, she's kindly agreed to come and talk to us about how she got into streaming and uh, what her tips are for new streamers. Um, so Jasmine, welcome to the show. Um, for those of you who don't know you, let's tell us a bit about you. Hey guys, so yeah, I'm Jasmine Joestar. So for those of you that are anime fans, you're probably going to recognize my last name. Um, so I'm a huge, huge anime fan. A lot of my content centers around that. I'm a cosplayer. I'm a gamer. Um, I used to do YouTube things. And I'm so really excited to be on Twitch and, you know, sharing my gaming adventure with everybody and creating an awesome community. Nice, nice. Um, so what kind of games do you stream? Is it mostly kind of anime stuff that you were saying? Or? I mean, there is some, for sure. There's, uh, I mean, there's some games that people call, that are like waifu games, games like League of Legends and Overwatch. I don't play League of Legends, but I do play Overwatch. Okay. I also play other games such as Animal Crossing, Fall Guys, Jackbox, I mean, a variety, Smash Brothers, Zelda. So just a bunch of different games. Um, there's also Doom. Anything that's out and people want to see and I'm interested in, then I'm playing it. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I've seen a lot of people uh, playing Fall Guys at the minute. Um, I do see a lot of people who stream oh, yeah. only the one game, and that's all they ever stream, you know, but that's not for me either, you know, so. Um, so how did you, so, um, how did you get into streaming? How did that happen? How did I get into streaming? Um, I watched some other people on Twitch, and I thought, that's pretty cool. I've always super been into gaming, and I'm wondering, you know, would I be kind of you know, good at it. So at that point, when I did discover Twitch, I was on a YouTube channel and I was doing some hosting for geeky things like Disney, video games, anime. And so I realized like, I do have a good speaking voice. I can create a platform and I had a platform from there as well as cosplaying. So I really, really do love cosplaying. Um, so that just that and having a community and a name, I was able to take that and uh, pass that community onto Twitch so whoever from that community was interested in seeing me game or hanging out with me um, and that's something that you'll learn as a streamer not necessarily people in your community are there for the game sometimes they're there for you so you have to be more than just entertainable in terms of playing a game you have to be you know an active member of the community or somebody that some people can relate to or can talk to easily um, and so that's a huge part of being a streamer is your community. Um, so when I realized I do have that, and so I blended my love for video games and, and wanting to, to speak to people and wanting to interact with my community together and therefore Twitch streaming. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So you said that you, um, you used to be on YouTube. What made you make the switch from YouTube to Twitch? The, oh, I was working for a company and the company starts moving in a different direction. I also started to get like my full-time jobs in my field that I studied in. So I just realized it was time to kind of change. I had left them. And when I was with them, I did some Twitch streaming. So it wasn't like I left them just to pursue Twitch streaming. I just left them and ended up finding out later that I really wanted to do Twitch streaming. And it was a slow eventual thing. It wasn't something that like, I'm going to start Twitch streaming. And then I had a schedule and graphics. It's something again and another big advice is it's something that comes over time like you build it over time um it's not like all at once you do everything and some people do and that's great but for most people i think it's like a slow build and so when i realized i just love twitch more over time and i'm happy with where i'm at good good so what um 
So what were your kind of earliest gaming experiences then? Oh my gosh. So I'll tell you my very first Twitch experience. Um, it was off the PlayStation and I was playing Fallout 3. And it was my first time playing a Fallout game. I was really excited to enter the franchise and be like, okay, I'm ready to do Fallout. I'm ready to be a part of this fandom. And I'm not even kidding. Within 10 minutes of my very first stream playing Fallout for the very first time, somebody came in and spoiled the ending. Um, so that happened. And that was, yeah, it was, it was pretty disappointing and heartbreaking. I never picked up Fallout again. <laughs> um, and that was my very first experience. Um, so th these things happen. They do. And I did learn and grow from that and know that, you know, spoilers do end up happening. Sometimes people like to, people like to interact with chat very interestingly enough. There's another game that a lot of streamers are familiar with. It's called Doki Doki Literature Club. Okay. Um, and that game, yeah, people will, will have, I think, People will purposely search for uh, streamers playing that game and they'll come into the chat as one of the characters uh, that is in the game that you interact with. And it's, a, it's an interesting experience for sure. <laughs> yeah, just as well you weren't playing The Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, there's, so many, exactly. there's so many games where it's just like, there's such like heavy games that people look forward to it and they have... Um, you know, a backstory and a fandom, and then there comes somebody trying to be a troll, and boom, oops, sorry, my light went out. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's always interesting dealing with that, but yeah, exactly, Last of Us, Fallout, things with like a heavy, interesting ending, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, people will come in, and they'll just, yeah, they just love rallying people up. Yeah. Oh, man. So would you say that um, that was kind of like your worst experience doing streaming or would you, would you have any worse experiences than that? I mean, that was the, fir that was the first one. So <laughs> I really started off my Twitch journey, um, interestingly enough so. Um, but I don't know if I had like a, a worse, I think especially as a, as a woman on Twitch, you have a different kind of experience. Yeah. Um, I'm... I don't get the same. I don't get the same harassment as other ladies do because this is actually usually what I wear. I usually wear hoodies. Um, I don't wear anything else that tends to get or um, spark any controversy or any kind of negativity. Even though, like, hey, everyone is entitled to wear whatever they want within Twitch TOS, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm a very like when people come on my stream, they know like I'm not really there to. Um, I'm not there as a body. I'm there as a person, and I'm definitely there to to stream and play video games and hang out with the community. Um, so I don't get negative experiences as much as, unfortunately, some other ladies do. And you know, but being a girl on on Twitch has always been an experience on its own. Like I, I will have people that that come in and they find my username from when I'm playing games online because I do, and that's that's a big thing in Twitch itself when you do play video games a lot of people don't use their their handle that they have for Twitch as their as their name in the game yeah. because there is uh, stream sniping and trollers that will throw you off on purpose and yeah. and uh, so unfortunately that happens but thankfully I haven't had too bad of a night experience I think the first first time streaming definitely takes the cake <laughs> yeah so i mean I've, I've watched a few of your streams as you know i was kind of leading up to today's kind of you know podcast interview and one thing i do get <laughs> is it's, it's pretty chill 
you know, it's um, you know, it's, it's pretty it's pretty chilled out. Um, you don't you know um, have a lot of hassle in your chat, like I've not seen. You know, so um, it's all it's all been good. And yeah, you know, the way you're portraying yourself just now with the hoodie and all that that's that's just the way you portray yourself naturally in your streams as well. So, you know, I have noticed that about your streams as well because sometimes you do see girls on Twitch and on YouTube who are everything out. <laughs> you know, it's like well, uh, yeah, you know, it's obvious attention, you know. I mean, I mean, this is a controversial statement, but it was something obvious. I was like, you know what you're doing, you know? It's just like, well, you do have the right to wear whatever you wear, like, and you do not ever deserve to be harassed. When you do decide to sit in front of the computer screen, you are very well aware of how you, what you, how you want to be perceived. And if you are doing something like that, you know? So I personally just... Um, don't want to deal with the headache at all um not saying that again not saying that they deserve it not saying that they ask for it anyway absolutely not everyone needs to mind if you don't like something just close close the browser like go to another streamer let people do their own thing but um i also come from a very modest background and i'm muslim as well i'm muslim and middle eastern and i think that our women are known for being like a little more reserved and stuff and there, there's a reason why we just want to be seen for kind of like the content or our mind you know versus like people seeing us and seeing you know our physical features and judging us off of that because that happens whether you like it or not um and so i prefer to put out more like hey you're here you're obviously here because you know you either um you, you we've interacted and you like the way we've interacted or i'm playing a game you like um i had a really big following after in um Animal Crossing, so I gained thousands of followers just for streaming Animal Crossing, and people were there for that, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's what I want to put myself out there. I want to make it on Twitch, and I want to grow on Twitch by who I am, and not at all um, the concept of sex selling, which is something cosplayers and streamers definitely do capitalize on. Yeah. And again, that's fine, but that's not something that I want to be known for. Yeah, do you find that's a kind of a bit of an old tightrope there, that you have to be careful about how you present yourself online, you know? Well, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. It's very hard to grow as a streamer. Oh, the thing is, it's like, to me, it's a, it's almost like a handicap. Um, and it's like playing a fighting, fighting game with, you know, the, the handicap on, uh, where you have the special moves, like as a single button click versus a combo. I think it's far easier for women to progress further and grow a following off of, you know, um, using their body for, and using, their body in a sexual way i am a cosplayer so this idea comes from the cosplay community sure. when there was like a few years ago there was a huge shift with patreon and now with only fans that women were using um using sex to sell and a lot of them would quote that they said sex sells and this is why i'm doing this yeah. this makes my bills and this gives me money so i can work on my true real dream cosplays and these are their words um, and that's what they did. So it's it's kind of hard as a female. Sometimes even when I'm speaking to others about my Twitch, they're like, oh, you're, it's the automatic kind of like, oh, you're just going to sell your body on Twitch. Oh, you're another like e-thought or something or e-girl. And I'm like, I'm actually just a person that wants to play games. And yes, I'm a girl as well. And, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> there's like, yeah, there's like this unfortunate connection between the two that, you know, um, but the some of the biggest streamers don't do that. Like you have people like, yeah, I hate this ex- using her always as like the one example, but Pokimane, uh, Pokimane doesn't do that kind of thing. And she's uh-huh. like probably the biggest female streamer. Yeah. There's another one, uh, Hafu also doesn't do that. I watched a couple of Overwatch streamers that are really big, like Fran, 
mm-hmm. also doesn't do some things like that. So we need to keep that in mind. And, of course. you know, some women are not comfortable with doing that and they have every right to not be. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's no association. But let's also at the same time recognize that some women do do that and they do grow from something like that as well. So, yeah, I just got to keep reminding. Yeah, I mean, using Pokemon as, as an example for all of her faults and controversies, that's not been one of them. You know, it's uh, you know she's had her she's had her issues recently. You know, with oh, other, I saw, but, yeah, yeah, but it's never been anything to do with you know those types of issues. You know, and uh, you're right. You know, um, there are lots and lots of young teenage boys that would be uh, following girl streamers just for the girl who's streaming rather than what she's actually playing or whether she's any good at it or not or whether she's entertaining or not and you know literally she can just be sitting there and and I've I've came across streams where there's a girl playing and she's literally like just wandering around a town in a game you know not the best player in the world sometimes not even looking like she's interested in the video game playing with her phone and all that kind of stuff and you're like well what are you in this for (laughs) you know oh I've stumbled across a couple of streams where I'm just like, I'm surprised that this is on Twitch because this is definitely like not Twitch appropriate. Uh, there are some people who are definitely are, are there. They know what they're doing. And I think that should be, I think that thing is our, our society, is it going to, the way it addresses it, is it a, a negative shaby way versus just the reality of the situation? And yeah. I was like, look, let's address the reality. The reality is this exists, you know, and as much as, and it's negative for viewership, it's actually negative for other women that want to grow because now we have this unfair competition where, and I've heard this again, and I'm coming from the cosplay point of view. So I want people to keep in mind, this is not just from the female streamer point of view, but a cosplayer point of view, that a lot of other girls are pressured to do things that they don't want to do in order to keep up and compete and be relevant. And so you have this added pressure of, of trying to push out content and uh, trying to, you know, compete without having to, you know, do something you're not comfortable with. Um, and I think that needs to be addressed because when, you know, a society pushes towards one way and allows one thing to become mainstream, which is like, you know, sec- sexualized content on Twitch or Instagram or whatever, it, 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 it hurts as much as it benefits, right? Um, but I think the biggest takeaway is and I want to state this because everyone gets very kind of defensive and sensitive about this is that these women within TOS, you have the right to dress the way you want. And if it's, and somebody walks in and wants to enjoy their stream, they have every right to, and yeah, you, know, you shouldn't be angry at the woman. If you want to compete and you see her growing, um, you should just try to continue to work on yourself and be true to who you are. Yeah. I mean, I mean, did you ever feel under any sort of a pressure when you first started out doing Twitch streaming to be like the other girls on Twitch that are dressed the way that they're dressed or did you never really feel that pressure yourself? Oh, I definitely feel that pressure. I've seen, so, and again, with the cosplay community as well and Twitch, they're kind of almost similar. Um, when the focus started to be, or when women started to be a little more, you know, um, comfortable and they did things that they wanted to do a little more sexualized content. Sorry, this is like, kind of pg-13 conversation um a couple episodes ago we had the guy on who was literally like swearing and drinking the entire time so (laughs) (laughs) i'm not under any sort of a issue with that at all so i don't mind you know the uh content awesome because yeah i'm just like uh oh i didn't ask this question you know so there is a always pg-13 you know for sure 
<laughs> there's a there's a lot of pressure. There's oh there's a lot of pressure. Like I did um, entertain the idea for sure. Till this day, I entertain the idea. It's like this is something that I want to do because I do see people. Like you start out, you've been in the community for years, and then somebody starts out like a month ago and they're already like surpassing you and it's like god like it it hurts to see that like it definitely hurts to see that setback um and it's just like but you have to keep in mind it's not that that's like you right now are talking to me because you want to talk to me as a content creator you're interested right now and you're just gonna have to and this is very important for twitch because i just talked to a person who just started like literally a week ago did a couple streams and was wondering why is it a bunch of people in their chat? I'm like, Twitch streaming is not that easy. Um, it doesn't happen overnight. And it's a lot of networking. And if people want to be there, they want to be there for you. You know, it's not like they're choosing to, you know, indulge and engage with streamer A and not you. That's not the way it's working. Um, and that's exactly what you need. You need to cultivate an audience that's there for you. And it exists. And there's, there's streamers out there that have that, you know. So you just got to stay strong and be yourself. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I would say I'm not relatively new to Twitch streaming. I took a long break, and then when I've come back this year, um, the idea behind it is to, you know, go out on all fronts. So I've got, you know, the Twitch streaming, I've got the YouTube channel, I've got this podcast, I've got the the gaming blog that I write for, plus, you know, putting stuff out on social, building wow. that, and doing all these things at the same time. Um, plus, I work a full-time job. I mean, this isn't easy, you know, it's uh, it definitely isn't, you know, and um, I, well, you know, I feel your pain. There's four days in the week where I work a full-time job. The other three days are literally like doing this. You know, this is what I do the other three days. Like, um, you know, thankfully I have a very understanding wife who doesn't mind. <laughs> you know, so um, I'm thankful for that, of course. Like, I'm obviously older, you know, like I'm 38, you know, so I've got a wife and a, and a life, you know, and a house that I need to pay the bills for and all that kind of stuff, you know. So, uh, but thankfully I'm not under any pressure with this. I don't need... To, you know, this to make any money, you know, this is just a hobby for me. It's a passion for me. It's not something that I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. I work a full-time job, 40 hours a week. I'm a scientist. And so streaming is definitely a hobby. Cosplay is a hobby. And I think sometimes it's almost best that way until it grows into something else. Uh, It it becomes successful and you can't officially, you know, leave your job comfortably and you could pursue Twitch streaming, then all the power to you. But, you know, don't do that until it reaches that point, you know. Um, Until it's been doing it for a while, you know. So, like, I wouldn't do it just the first month that I've, you know, made enough money. Like, oh, yeah, I can go at the job now. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) You need to build build that up. Um, So, yeah, so if you were were starting out today and you were, you know, to start from scratch, you know, brand new to streaming – what would you do? How would you go about it? What's your advice? I think the very first thing I would do, and I know a lot of my friends did this as well, especially during quarantine. Um, so we're in Los Angeles. Our, our city was hit pretty bad. And so most of my friends also, because again, cosplay community, they're all actors or artists. And so they were affected big time by quarantine. There was, you know, no essential work for them. And you know, they really wanted something to do with their time. There was no more conventions for them to attend. So they went into streaming and a lot of them were asking me how to do it. So I told them, hey, stop by my stream and see how I run my stream because the best way is to, to view the streamer. And I recommend this for anybody. Go to people's streams first. See how they're running their stream. See how they're communicating. See if that's something for you. Um, because a lot of streams and everyone has their own style, but you have to be social. And if um, being social isn't your thing, 
than streaming unless you're, you know, incredibly talented. Um, you know, very, very good at a game, which is like the rare population in Twitch. <laughs> yeah. Then it's not going to be. And even then, sometimes when you are, people are there to be entertained. I've seen people who are completely dog shit in games. And they have a huge following, you know, and there's a bunch of people having a great time. <laughs> there you go. Like, what? Because they're having, they're yeah. having fun. Exactly. You know, they're there. They're, they're watching you instead of watching Netflix or Hulu or playing a video game themselves. They're watching you. So there has to be something that's keeping them there, whether it's a conversation, your gameplay. It should be a combination of both. But you should watch people. Um, you should watch people who are going to play games that you're interested in um, or, you know, chat. There's also just chatting, there's cooking, there's fitness. So if you're interested in any of that, look into those streamers, communicate with them, talk to them. Um, don't enter their stream just to ask them how they do things because that's pretty rude, you know? Like, okay. be there to spend some time with them. Um, you know, do go to smaller streams as well, you know, because sometimes big streamers have a little more on their plate. Small streamers might be able to speak to you a little more and, you know, see how their setup is. See, you can always talk to them once you're go to a couple of the streams, feel comfortable enough to ask them like, Hey, you know, can I talk to you about, or just go ahead and ask them like, do you have streaming questions? You know, are you comfortable in answering them? Ask them in the stream, like, what do you use to stream? Blah, blah, blah. And get information and see if it's right for you before you jump into it. Um, see if it's something you could afford, something that you like to do, something you have the time to do and the mental capacity to do, because you know, a lot of people forget like streaming, you're kind of put on this display in front of everybody. And it's, um, at the end of the stream, it's a bit, it's a, it's a bit tiring because you're really putting so much of yourself out there, especially if you're not a, a very, you know, um, a very outgoing personality. A lot of us are, you know, especially gamers, a lot of us are not very outgoing. Right. And so I think a lot of people don't realize there is like stream fatigue where like after a few hours, you're like, we've just been talking for three hours and communicating. It's, a, it's intense. <laughs> um, yeah. And see if it's something that's up your alley before yeah. jumping into it. Well, thankfully, my, my day job is talking to people. Like, uh, you know, that's what I do in my day job. You know, essentially, um, I work for uh, like a satellite cable TV type company. And, you know, I, I talk to customers. That's, that's my day job, you know. So, uh, so for 10 hours of a day, four days a week, I'm literally talking for that length of time. Um, so, like, the last thing I want to do those days when I finish work is, like, be pleasurable. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's not, it's not going to happen those days. Like, my friends get a text if they're lucky. <laughs> you know, so, uh, the other days, don't get me wrong, my day's off, I'm a lot more sociable. But it's just those days where I'm working, like, the last thing I want to do is be sociable. Um, you did raise an interesting point earlier on about games and about, you know, um, whether you're actually good at the games you play or whether you're terrible and I think that I don't know what you think but I think there's an element of um, enjoyment out of watching someone who's actually terrible at a game me with Fall Guys dude I said <laughs> games. I'm level 20 and I don't have a single crowd it's just like yeah. so at this point it's a joke but it's fine because I'm having a good time and my community is definitely having a good time laughing at me <laughs> well that's the same with me I've been playing Fall Guys as well I think I must be level <laughs> seven or eight on the PC, but maybe about level 12 or so on, on PlayStation. And on PlayStation, I know the controls and all that kind of stuff. On PC, I have no idea how to grab the tail off the other person and run with it. I've got zero idea how to do that. Um, you know, the, the stuff is beyond me. Like, it's just absolutely beyond me. One thing I did learn, and this that will give you guys a tip, and maybe even it might help you, is when you're doing the whirly gig level or any level where there's those kind of, like, spinning kind of... Um, wires and things like that jump over them but when you're jumping from platform to platform jump using control 
Okay. Because that does the dive jump. And especially on the seesaw level where you can slide down the seesaw, it actually sticks you to the to the seesaw when you're jumping that way. Oh my gosh. Uh, I remember that one. Yeah, do you just jump? Do the control jump and it makes you like dive to the seesaw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you stick uh-huh. to it because you've dived rather than jumping and sliding. Gotcha. Oh. It helps you get across some oh. faster. Someone just told me that you could grab onto ledges as well and I had no idea and I was just falling off ledges and I'm like, yeah. see, I would never have known. I've got no idea how you do that either, so it's, it's absolutely fine. And on PC, you just, yeah, I'm playing on PC, which is way harder, and a lot of people have a controller connected to their PC, so it's easier for them. Um, so I should just bite the bullet and get a controller for my PC. There you go, see? Just just do that and, and get good. Doubles as a controller for the PC, so... Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, what would be what would be your advice on picking a game to stream? Would you go with something that's really popular over something you enjoy, or would you go for something you enjoy over something that's popular? Man, um, is this for a beginning streamer or just me as a streamer now? What point well, do well, I end up doing? Someone who's you know wanting to. Oh, a beginner. Hmm. Yeah. So this is interesting. So you have to understand that. There's some logics in place. So, like, there is people who would play uh, Valorant or Fortnite. Um, they tend to be more Minecraft. They tend to be more popular choices. So, there's a bigger crowd attracted to Twitch yeah. for these games. But at the same time, you have to understand there's bigger streamers playing these games. So, you're going to get kind of lost. Um, if you get it with a more, you know, rare game or a game that doesn't have as many, you'll have more people entering in. Some games that I've had that have had the highest amount of streamers are games that I never play, but were requested to play. And it seems like it was popular. So those games, um, like telltale games. Um, so games like that, where it's like, you're following a story and you're playing and you know, the chat has a certain interaction with it tend to actually have my most viewers, which is very interesting. And those are games that I would never usually pick up. And I would definitely not play on my own. I would definitely only stream them. They're, they're stream games, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so they're most, they're, I feel like they, they're almost made in a capacity for streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that game called? The one where there's like butterflies and you can rewind time. And um, it was a Telltale game on the computer. It's going to kill me. Um, I, know, I know the one you mean, but I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember the name either, but that one was like, I'm sure if anybody's watching this, it's going to be like typing the game. Like, how do you not know? <laughs> like, seriously I telling me the name. <laughs> Comment below. Yes, because I completely forgot the name, but that game was like, I played it and I didn't even play it at the time where it came out. I played it way afterwards. Yeah. And that brought so many people in. I'm like, where are these people coming from? You know? <laughs> and so that was it. Another thing, like, this is my tip. This is my golden tip. And I think I'm the only streamer that I saw doing this, at least in the beginning. I haven't seen if anyone's done it after me. But um, play a game that requires people to come in uh-huh. and to interact with you. And your viewership will go up. So... Uh, for Animal Crossing, I saw my highest numbers because I would do something called catalog parties in which I put... Have you played Animal Crossing? I've not, but I've heard of it. I know I've got a Switch, but I've not. All right, there you go. So, you know, Animal Crossing has like a bunch of different items, right? Like hundreds and hundreds of items. And so there's a catalog. And if you pick up the item and you put it down, it enters your catalog and you're able to order it later instead of you trying to find this item by chance, which is most of the time in Animal Crossing, it's always by chance. So this way, a lot of people were like, oh, I want this item that you have. I want that item. And so they would come into my stream 
wanting these items, wanting to visit my islands. Um, so that's another piece of advice, maybe play a game that has um, the ability of people entering the game with you, whether it's Call of Duty, Animal Crossing, Smash Brothers, whatever your choice is, it definitely boosts up viewership because people like to see themselves as well on the stream. Like they might not think that they themselves want to stream. They don't have the setup. They don't have the social skills. They don't want to deal with it, but they still like to see themselves on stream. So sometimes they have that glory of, of seeing themselves on stream. That's why a lot of people like to donate as well. They want to see their name on stream. They also want to help support the streamer. So, so my tips would be, you know, definitely get a game that's um, you can interact with others mm -hmm. and try to definitely find something that's a bit trendy as well. It might be a good idea to start off before you do something more niche. So Animal Crossing was, was really really good and network 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 so most of your growth on twitch is not going to happen on twitch it's going to happen outside of twitch yes. almost every twitch streamer has a twitter um so definitely have a twitter have some sort of social communication that you can interact with people after the twitch uh stream and i highly recommend that so this is what i told the person that i know they came to me he's like how do i do it how do i do it it's just like yeah 90 percent of networking is not on the stream so don't go streaming for 10 hours and be like why did i only have three viewers you know versus the person who streamed for two hours and took out three hours of their time of their day throughout the day to interact with people to go hang out in other twitch streams do not self-advertise do not i'm not saying self-advertise but being part of other communities do help growth uh people will get to know you people want to support you afterwards uh go on twitter interact with people get clips post the clips those are all things that you should be doing that aren't streaming, but related to streaming and growing your stream. Yeah, no, I, I agree with, I agree with most of that. Um, one tip I'd give is, um, you know, as long with those kind of clips and stuff like that, make sure that your content is getting syndicated to other places. So there's nothing stopping you from running a Twitch stream for a couple of hours, cutting down maybe two or three 30 minute episodes of it and sticking them on YouTube. Nothing. That's a really good idea. I actually just started a YouTube because I, I was like, man, I, I think I need to do this. And I've seen, I've seen some people like my little cousin, I set him up for streaming and he's actually one of those streamers that just plays one game and should just Pokemon. It's literally just Pokemon and uh, Pokemon streamers do have like this. Um, I think they're, they're like their special uh, shtick is shinies. So there's shinies Pokemon and they're always catching them, uh, whether it's in the game or in the mobile game, Pokemon go. And a lot of them are double streaming where they'll have, the the switch game the console game which is like pokemon sword and shield was the last one that came out last year and they'll also have pokemon go screen so it is very super engaging it's like addicting like i can't even take my eyes off of it um <laughs> and they're doing a lot of them are just doing super repetitive things but yet they're bringing in viewers and they're building a community towards that um which is which is crazy but they're able to keep keep their viewers that way and and just doing that one stream thing. So I told him, I, I set him up and I set up his stream and I set up his, his OBS and everything. And I showed him how to do. Oh, your sign's gone a bit funny. What, what was that? Oh, you're back now. Your sign went a wee bit funny there. Oh, sorry about that. I, I, so essentially I set up his stream and I told him, I was just like, Hey, like you got to go interact with people. You got to do this. Um, so now this is, this is like one and only thing is Pokemon and he grew I'm so sorry. My light went out. Um, he grew. He grew. He became really big and he's very successful and he's standing on his own just doing this. And um, I'm, I'm proud of him. But yeah, you, you need to, you need to 
engage with the community. Yeah, absolutely. That is one thing you have to do. You have to engage with your community. Like if, if you're just using it as a broadcast medium and you're not actually engaging, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Um, well, listen, Jasmine, that's been great having a, having a chat with you. I'm sure you've given like lots of really actionable advice that I'm sure people can take forward if they're wanting to start uh, streaming. Just before we go, though, I do want you to do a quick fun thing with you. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple right. of questions. And it's just kind of like the first thing that comes to your mind. Sometimes we'll give you a choice between two different things and you just answer the first thing that comes into your head. Okay? So I'll maybe do about three or four of these questions. I do it with everyone at the end of each stream. Uh, it's just a little fun thing. It helps us get to know people a bit better. So are you ready? Sure. <laughs> All right. So console versus PC. Ah, oh, PC. PC, okay. Um, achievement hunting or playing for the enjoyment of the game? Playing for the enjoyment of the game. Okay. Uh, Fortnite or Fall Guys? Fall Guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Okay>. Fortnite. <laughs> and if money was no object, what kind of a gaming streaming setup would you have? Oh my god, there's this amazing streamer. Her name's like... Uh, Nene, Brittany Nene, and she's put out this amazing stream with like colors and you know projector and she'll have art on the wall and, and multiple overlays, not multiple, multiple monitors and it's just beautiful. So I would have like a whole entire room just for streaming. Nice, nice. As opposed to like having just a part of a room that's used for everything else. <laughs> Most of us with our beds and our backgrounds, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mine is over uh, there that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so that's the same with me I did see this one thing it was like it's like a seat you sit in and the minute you sit in the seat this kind of like screen comes down and it's oh yeah and it's got a tray where you've got your monitor and your you know your keyboard and mouse then your feet go up sound things come down the side of your head and it's like you're encased in this big kind of it also, it's almost like an old arcade machine the way it looks when it's all thing made out you know it's all uh, laid out um and it costs 10 grand but it's all like the latest kind of like screens and sounds and all that kind of stuff and it's so immersive but i don't think it'd be that good for streaming i really don't <laughs> you know good for playing. imagine if something went wrong and you got stuck in there like. yeah <laughs> help guys <laughs> please yeah please someone rescue me uh no absolutely well listen jasmine thank you for coming along today i'm so glad we had a chat with you um you know and i'm really sure that you know some people will want to see your advice on um as always we will drop some of your links down in the comments below so people can go and check you out um and obviously you, you know i'm sure you'll you know i'm sure there'll be people who want to come over and have a have a look at your streams especially if they're into anime themselves and things like that so you know they'll they'll maybe want to do that but listen thank you for coming along and i'm really glad about that. all right thank, thank you thank you and uh, that's, that's the end of the show. I've been Del, I'm that Beardy Gamer, and I'll catch you next time. Cheers.